Like, well, what, why? Oh, Saudis. Oh, okay. He's gonna outdo Michaels if he gets the chances. It's um, gonna be surreal seeing him wrestle bald, though. All right, and welcome, 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 everybody, to Jobber Radio. Jake, aka Bomber, is out on vacation. I think it would have been better if he had told us to say he was out on injury. He tore his uh, rotator cuff, but he'll be back. He'll be back next week. That's how it works. Uh, so we only have myself and Scott because everybody else failed miserably to show up. Uh, but Scott, hello there. How are you, dude? Hey, not bad, not bad. And it's not it's not for anything like last minute. We did have advance notice, and the yeah. plan was to record. Yeah. So early today, I'm like, so we're good, right? Lee is and the was, only... And there was question marks everywhere. Lee got screwed. <laughs> yeah, Lee, Lee got did. screwed. Hey, Lee, you're the only one that's excused out of this. Everybody else failed miserably. <laughs> we either, like, didn't hear anything or, or what? Rab, well, so, Rab yeah. and Peanut both said no, but they didn't really say why. They were just like, can't remember. Yeah. And Lee was Lee like, was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Lee was going to try for, like, eight or nine or yeah. something, and then work screwed him over, and then it got worse, and it's just yeah. us. Well, so, there's not, like, a ton of news to talk about anyway. Uh, there's a few which, key things. There's a few key things, but I think... Like, one of the topics we're going to talk about is I really am quite burned out and bored with WWE, the current product we have right now. And I think that that one of our topics we're just going to jump into is the fact that Raw has now not only one week it did the second lowest number they've ever done, then it did lower than that. So they still haven't hit rock bottom, but this is like right before you hit rock bottom. And that's telling considering that there's not much to talk about, and yet there's so many shows. Like, there should be a lot to talk about, literally just based on volume alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the other stuff as well. Like, we're not even mentioning Independent well, and New Japan I mean, and stuff. It's but for like WWE, they're... you're right. There is a bit of burnout. I am, like, habitual. I'm, I always follow it. I always do. But honestly, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. People are, like, even in the Discord chat. Oh, me neither. No, I, I haven't They're like, oh, time. so you're ready for Raw? I'm like, I don't watch it. I, I, I have But time. for me... I don't have cable TV, so I don't watch it. I don't have the network. See, we, we've gone I'm over this. Then. I'm worse but if I'm not I did, because I just don't want to. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I'm doing other stuff yeah. and following along on Twitter. So I'm like, I'm able to do things. And oh, what's over here? So it's I can multitask it. I have a feeling even if I could watch it, it would be in the background and it would not be my focus. I it wouldn't. Like, I really I, don't think it would. Because three hours on Monday, two hours on Tuesday, mixed matches another hour. They moved. Oh no! Please uh, stop talking. No, no more. No more. They, no they, more mentioning. They, I don't need moved, to know these things exist. Just stop. No, NXT is an hour <laughs> on Wednesday. They moved 205 no, Live on Wednesday, but they see. This but is, they still tape it. No, they uh, still tape it on Tuesday, so it's not live, but it's 205 Live on Wednesday. NXT is rumored to go two hours. SmackDown's going to move to Fridays in the next year, uh, and then no, there's all the goddamn shows no, where they shoot in an Evolution oh, and they shoehorn in oh, a no. Crown Jewel. I'm all out. Is, right? <laughs> I'm all so out. I get the idea of we can give you all the programming uh, you want, but do we really want all this? 
I mean, okay, from a company standpoint, it's very intelligent business-wise what they're doing by expanding out. Uh, but I feel as though it's like a universe that keeps – if you expand a universe so far, like one of the one of the big theories of how this whole existence of ours is going to end, uh, the universe, we're going to be long gone before this happens. But in the life cycle of our entire universe, it's going to expand so far out that it loses all the heat and it just ends up freezing to death. That's what that's what the fuck is happening right now. It's it's so much so fast and maybe I think that they have a chance to to course correct when the product gets hot again. Mm-hmm. Uh, again when when Triple H takes over like and we get more of an NXT style booking where people actually are invested and care. Um but it's just like right now you're trying to expand a cold product. It is not hot right now. From a business standpoint it is, but it's almost it's almost like like the economy. Like people say, "Oh, it's doing so well." And on paper it is, but then you look at it in reality and you go, like at least the United States economy, you go, "Oh, no, it's not. We're not doing great." Yeah. Like we're not doing great. Well, and that's what it feels like with WWE. And it's it's a weird thing. I don't often hearken back to the attitude era like it's the glory days like some people do. But it was hot for business. And I remember when Raw went from an hour to two hours. Oh, man, can you – I get two hours every Monday. That's awesome. That was awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty and awesome. And then – and that, that that was cool. And that was great. Was and I remember, I remember when Raw started to be a thing, I still remember watching back on, like, the Saturday Wrestling Challenge and shit like that when it was like, you get to see Undertaker fight a nobody, somebody else fight a nobody, and then maybe a, an important match of, like, Doink versus something. Like, that, that was what it was. And then Raw was like, no, it's Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart. Oh, that's that's like pay-per-view matches. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they always were. And then it was two hours of that. And you couldn't wait for the next Monday. And then they added SmackDown. I'm like, okay, I get to watch this twice in a row. And then they kept going. And we're at the point now when you watch Raw and it's three hours. You're like, man, oh, I can't so wait. Consuming. I can wait. <laughs> yeah. <for the> next <laughs> I can wait. Oh, and but I don't have to. It's tomorrow. And it's a it's a weird thing where people can't get enough. No, I there is enough. And they definitely and, have some fans, though, that are, like, the, the, I would call, see, I think there's three layers of fans now. You have, obviously, your casuals, you know, they'll always be around, they'll come and go. Then you have us, where, uh, I'd call us, obviously, we're smarts. Like, we're smart to the business. I have even been, you know, to a few training sessions. I was, you know, I know how wrestling works overall, and you do too. So, but then I think there's a new layer and it's the WWE whales. So, you know, in the gaming industry, specifically in the AAA industry, uh, a big game will come out. And say the 2K series is classic for this shit. Uh, WWE is not – the WWE 2K games don't really fall into this umbrella yet. Uh, maybe they will. But, like, the basketball games, all that stuff. So what they do is they have these items available that will boost your experience. Or it's a cheap-ass way to get you to buy microtransactions. And so WWE now has their own whales. They Now WWE has these people that support them. It's just above and beyond. They'll buy everything that they have. It's just, I feel like the whales are what are helping to overinflate their business right now too. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's 100% the, the Fox purchase. Like the Fox purchase for the SmackDown TV rights, but for five years, uh, it, it bumped them up and now they're worth more than they ever, ever before. Like this is yep. the most this company has ever been worth or any wrestling company in the history of the entire world. But now like I had that interaction with Goldust on Twitter and what happened with that was he was talking some major, major shit uh, to fans that were just questioning some booking decisions about the uh, Becky Lynch storyline. He basically yeah. just insulted him. So I, I said, you know what? Normally, I don't really care too much. I've seen Road Dog talk some shit. 
So I'd just throw Road Dog some shade on Twitter. But I was like, okay, I'll throw I'll throw him, you know, a tweet. He blocked me immediately. And I thought it was a pretty you can see the video on Reckless Eating about it, but I thought it was a pretty stern but not aggressive. Like I was telling and, him how I felt, but I wasn't being insulting. Yeah. Well, and the the worst part is I remember your quote from that. One of his quotes back was fans don't go in with expectations. Yeah, fans that was just after go the and fact. enjoy it. And I'm like, wait nonsense. a minute. Fans don't go in with expectations. But you know that what that is, is the most though? ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And but that's... I get I get where part of what he's coming across is the idea of like you don't no. go in expecting unrealistic no, things. I don't. But no, I, I go in expecting to see a story and if you're failing at telling it and it's going this way, they used to adapt. They did. Everything needs to adapt. And if yeah. you don't, you WCW it and go out in a year or two. That's oh, the yeah. best example because that's a wrestling company. But everything happens like that. Video game companies, movie companies, if you don't adapt to your audience, they're going to leave you behind. So yeah. it's ridiculous. The fact that they did that he did that and said that. I think Road Dog is trolling sometimes, honestly, but I think he actually believes it too. But Goldust... I think he believes I it. I, really, I think Road Dog 100% believes it. You know what the difference is because... Road Dog and I know some people are gonna say this is weird, but Road Dog and Goldust are openly like religious, yeah. and so every time I've seen this happen a couple times with Road Dog, Road Dog and him, he'll like get into a spat with some fans and go on like a blocking spree, and then mm-hmm. like a day later he'll post about how Jesus accepts you and like I'm so lucky for it. it's like it seems like it's like a warm blanket that they can like run back on when they're being shit at their job and treating people who support the company almost unconditionally to a point if they put up with them for this long uh, but my point wasn't to just shit on Goldust even though go fuck yourself Goldust my point was that the company the people who represent the company are publicly acting as though yeah. nothing matters as though oh well obviously the company's worth so much right now that we're on top and we know better than you like we, we're worth so Whoa. much because we're better That's, that is how uh, not everybody because a lot of the wrestlers don't really i've actually never seen any of the wrestlers have that mindset if anything the wrestlers seem frustrated as fuck uh but it's the creative side the creative side seems to come out and constantly contradict themselves stephanie coming out and saying that we listen to fans well if you listen to fans why the fuck are your writers on twitter talking shit to fans you know i just don't yeah. understand why that's really a thing well the, and uh, and that's that's what my point is is that the company the, has grown so fucking bloated and large and fat that it's happy with its current state, and it's WCW was a, di- a giant at one point, and it looked to the point where they were going to put Vince out of fucking business. They had a great TV deal; they were worth a lot. Granted, not as much as WWE is right now. Times are changed though with inflation and shit. But the whole point was that they thought that they were invincible, and they're mm-hmm. not. And WWE is acting like WCW used to act back in the day, especially like pushing old talent over n- new talent again, like highlighting, bringing back you know like the old man crew of. <laughs> Shawn Michaels and well, Triple H's DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, when I saw that, someone posted like, "What year is it?" With yes. Robin Williams, yes. Jumanji, Jumanji. And it, it is that. Uh-huh. And I, I get like, there's the nostalgia act. They have a place on the card, even too. Like, there's no, you can do that. They've always done that. Yeah. It's not a problem to have a and legends. Match. I want to say before you continue, I did want to say I, I like it. It's, it's the only thing happening right now in the company that I'm actually paying attention to. Yeah. But I say it's, it's just. It's depressing to me, though, that that it is the best thing going on. That's it's sad. like Goldberg. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't be that the case. It's like what Goldberg was. It was like this. This works. This is cool. This is good. But everything should be like this. You should strive to have everything be this everything way. Everything should be this good. And the good, problem right? is, this should be this good. And then the stuff with Roman and Braun and all that, the main stuff so, for the title, it makes no and sense. AJ and Joe, that should be that, but even better. So let's let's <clears throat> say, so the other segment we're going to talk about here was we're going to talk about Michaels. So 
I am not totally in the camp because I've seen some people that are super against him coming back. I'm not. I'm not in that camp. Um, I I know that I would have preferred for him to stay retired, but then the more and more I think about it, he looks great. Other than you know the the weirdness of seeing him bald was yeah. quite staggering, especially yeah. for a guy who has as much money as he has. Why the fuck didn't he get hair plugs that were like invincible years ago? I don't get that, but it's okay. So, uh, but. If he he looks like he has the passion for it, he looked like he was having a good time out there, and he also is in great shape. And I know for a fact that he wrestles matches with the NXT people, mm-hmm. so he's so he's ready. He can get, he can go. And the amount of money that the, they are going to throw at him is going to be fucking disgusting. So well, he, might, he might as well. And I and again, I have one caveat here: you have as many matches with as many Undertaker, Kane, whoever the fuck you want. But you better, goddamn, on your way out, your final, final way out, because I do think that this is going to be a one-time thing and he's going to be done. Um, Or at least a one-time run. I don't think it's going to be a one-time match. But you better fucking face AJ Styles at WrestleMania, you piece of shit. If you fuck us out of seeing a dream match so that you can face, because the rumor is that it's going to be Undertaker one-on-one. No thank you. You, Here's here's my thing. They already had the best match of all time. Okay, like mm-hmm. a lot of people think that Undertaker versus Michaels at 25 is the best of all time. And I would say, yeah, it's pretty damn good. I think there are better storyline matches, but from an actual pure wrestling standpoint, a spectacle, it's the best. Don't like drag these guys out when it's 10 they years later. They already tried to, make them to do good. it again, and it wasn't as good the second time. Yeah. Oh, God. in their so prime. Don't, don't in their try prime, it you know? again, again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I mean, he's got to have a few fresh ma- fresh matches. He just has to. And Styles has to be number one on that list. Well, because he's the new Shawn Michaels. He's, and I they've feel, teased we've it We've talked about this. He's going to outdo Michaels if he gets the chances. And that's one of those ways to do it. God, and if anybody, if anybody can make Shawn look like the old Shawn Michaels, if maybe if he's not quite there, you know, like a Kurt Angle situation, it's going to be AJ Styles because he, oh, yeah. he is the best wrestler on the entire now, planet, in my opinion, still. And he said they're going to throw a lot of money at him. There's a lot of money that they're going to be able to throw around, not just the Fox thing, but the Saudi money. People joke about that, but have you heard the rumors about the April show? No. Okay, so the rumor is the Saudis want The Rock to defend there as the WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> they are willing to pay $20 million for that. Okay, so let me tell you why I hate this, okay? Again, now, from a company's standpoint, I I understand why they're doing what they're doing. All political beliefs aside, whatever you think of the Saudi people, all of that completely out the door from a wrestling standpoint, I hate this because I feel like we have an outside country determining our company's direction and course for, for like the rest of time because they're giving them so much money how yeah. fucking random is now granted it's a kind of a good thing because some people are going to get to see Shawn michaels wrestle that never got to yep. but at the same time it feels like they're just like pushing us in the direction they're like i'd love to see the rock as champion if it goes all right it's 20 million well, Go to- and that's the thing because that mm-hmm. means it's probably going to be the rock wins the rumble wins the title from roman and uh, although that, that's the universal, who knows what is well, it? They, AJ were, then? they were already kind of discussing. Uh, yeah, Rock, Rock and Roman, Roman is the rumor, and they said that yeah, because of the timing of it, Rock will make like thirty million dollars in three weeks for two matches. Isn't that fucking crazy though? That the Rock, uh, I'm sorry, not the Rock, Roman, he's gonna break the record for most consecutive WrestleMania main events. Yep, it'll be. Uh, it's this is number four, right? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we talked about that before. Cena only had three, and I think Hogan only actually had three. Yeah. He, he did one, two, and three. He did five and six. He Oh, and seven. Um, 
but not eight. Oh wait, no, sorry, eight, four. It is four. Hogan and four. Sid was it, was it that one? Yeah. Okay. And you could technically say nine with the Yokozuna bullshit. But so yeah, he's going to tie Hogan for most. Oh, he will tie Hogan. Yeah, he's already okay. at four. So right? Hogan was at so four. Oh, wait, oh, is, is Roman at... Wait, how many? Let's backtrack through this real quick. How um, many 30. Yes. With a triple threat. With Lesnar, 30, yeah. 31 triple was... H. Triple H, H. Then Undertaker. 32 was Taker. And 33 and then was... Again. Yeah, so he's already right. got four. He's so he's gonna, four. he is going to pass Hogan then at five. Oh, he'll do it. He'll Jesus. do it no matter what. Unless somehow he they have never in. pushed somebody this hard in the entire history of the company. Not no. even Cena. Not even Cena, and, the, and, Cena and it felt bad too. Cena was in title matches, but he wasn't main event. He was like triple threat with Orton Man. and something at twenty four or some shit. So yeah, he was just a heel right now, and this will be another uh, you know a point of contention. Let's talk. Let's uh, talk real quick about the HBK thing though, and bring it back. Yeah. Um So. What would you ideally like to see? Like, how would you like to play this situation out? Obviously, he's going to get involved in the match at the Super Showdown. And then they're going to do the tag match where he comes back and it's going to be DX versus Undertaker and Kane, which is hilarious. That's once jewel. again, Because once again, they were promoting the fact that this is Undertaker and Triple H's last time versus each other. And yet, they're going, mm-hmm. they already have the next one booked. That's fucking carny, kids. That's WWE carny booking right there. Telling you yeah. to your face... That this is it. Last time these guys are going to fight and knowing in the back of their head. <laughs> well, that's how they get you. Hate that it, is, man. like you said, I that's old that. school. That's literally, yeah. That's... It is. It's carny. Um, um, how would you want this to play out after that, though? Because, I mean, they're doing that. I, I well, would be shocked if they didn't go in that I, direction. I don't like the idea of Michaels coming back because it was always like, if anyone's going to be retired, it's him. Because even Flair came back in TNA for a bit, but he's never wrestled WWE, so he's it's like, oh, I'll never real, wrestle though. here. But... It's not real. It's not It's not a no. real sporting event. It's just it's it's a fine. fake show. It's, it's like fine. an actor coming back but it, for it a becomes, movie But it becomes a running joke when you've got, like, the Terry Funks mm-hmm. and the McFoley's and that. But, hey, Michaels never did. Cool. Now he's going to. Well, I'm kind of okay with him coming back, considering it's it's against the guy that put him out. That that works yeah. to bring it back. That's okay. I'm, that's the one way I'm like, all right, that's cool. He's going to have to pin I have Undertaker, no idea. Though. It's going to be fine. But, yeah, it's going to be good. He's, he's um, going to pin Undertaker at, at the uh, Saudi show. That's my guess, is he's going to pin him, and that's going to set up their WrestleMania match with one another. Uh, like, they're going to say one more. Like, that makes perfect sense to me if that's the direction they're going to go in. I hope, I pin you hope here. it's not. I can do it at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't, I I really don't want don't. a third Michaels Undertaker at Mania. No. Like, that's no. I, I, I don't even really want Undertaker matches anymore, but it is fun to see him come out there and have some interesting stuff. But, like, not a two-minute squash of Cena. I want something out of it. Yeah. So and it it, makes, it's not going to be that. I don't like seeing him against the same fucking people over and over again. Well, but unlike Brock, it made more. it makes more sense that they would keep Taker with people he's comfortable in the ring with. And yeah. not put him in there with people that maybe he might, you know, not trust or so, know. So I can, I get it. I just, I would prefer if they're going to use Taker, like have him fight fresh people. I don't like just so weird to me that have Ziggler get, get in there and bump around for him. Yeah, help yeah. him get some people over. Well, the, the when Shawn Michaels first came back in 2002 with Triple H, that spun into the Elimination Chamber thing. And he had matches here and there. And he went to Mania with Chris Jericho. And that was a great match. He he won it and then kicked in the balls and it made Jericho and it was great. I kind of see that ca- same kind of idea with AJ. Some Not to be like AJ is the bad guy here, but something happens. He gets involved in that and we go down that path. Because if AJ, I know you think that Miz is going to take the title from him and I agree with that. That might be the rumble or something. 
that frees up an AJ Michaels dream match for oh, man, something. That would be so good. I mean, it doesn't you got even... Miz and Brian going for the title, and you got Roman yes. and Rock over there, and you got AJ and Michaels free to fight because something happened, and it could be anything. It doesn't need to yeah. be something crazy, but that's all we need. It's a similar idea where they run a foul with each other. And it's like, oh, here you're the new Michaels. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. And okay, well, let's see what you got. Yeah, you can't touch me. And it's like when AJ was with Cena, it's like I'll run circles around you, and literally did. Like that's that's where this can go, and it yeah. could be a phenomenal match. And no worst, you've seen that punch, worst yeah. case outcome: Michaels pins Undertaker in the Saudi match, faces Undertaker at WrestleMania, uh, wins, retires Undertaker. Oh, they both walk up, hold each other's hands in the air, give each oh, other a hug, and walk what? off to retired forever together. The en- the end of an era again. Honestly, I, I like mean, they like they already did after Triple H's Hell in a Cell. I could just see that, that being the case. Michaels is like, I, he justifies coming back because he's only going to be wrestling the guy that retired him, and he's just he's just doing the favor to retire him back, and then he just leaves into the sunset. I kind of like the idea, like I'll only wrestle the guy who retired me until I can beat him. There's a weirdness to that. There's um, a weirdness too, for sure. He hasn't yeah. said it, but it would be a, it would be a more interesting uh, way to get him to come back instead of just like taunting one another, like. A taker just goes, hey, uh, you know, I, I, maybe I don't accept you wrestling other people, but you are, you're free to wrestle me anytime. Like you, we are, we're down to fight no matter what. That would at least be interesting. Yeah. That Michaels would have to beat Undertaker in order to get like out of his retirement too. Even that <laughs> to could get be unretired. It That's... could be pretty cool. Like, and I don't think anybody's ever done that before. No. At least it would no, make it's sense storyline I like that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. And then he could just walk off and have a little tiny little fun run. But, you know, although all those people on the roster, especially here's I have one hope. One of my hopes that he's going to have matches with other people is he's a trainer down in NXT. So he probably wants to wrestle a lot of the people that he deems his kids. He's talked about it before. He was talking about yeah. on one of the podcasts. Uh, Drew was like talking about how he calls him that because Dusty used to call him that. So it's like. He loves these people. He sees them as kids and as, you know, he's mentoring them. I bet you he would love to have a couple of matches with a few of them. Just, you know, mm-hmm. as like a, as a send-off. So I'm hoping to God, he looks, again, in great shape. But I'm just saying, if you're Michaels, if you're going to do it, you better just do it and commit to it. It's the only way that I think people yep. will respect it. If he comes back and he just fights The Undertaker a couple times or even just once, people are just going to fart on it. So he needs to commit and, and really buckle down have one final good run, and then I think walk off into the sunset and everybody will be happy. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I like the idea that he earns his way back somehow with Undertaker. Like that's that seems to be it, even if it's a not the stipulation. It's like Yeah. You, this is the way back. And that 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 could work. It's um, gonna be surreal seeing him wrestle bald though. I just don't know how I'm gonna get around that. He's got the headband. It looks so weird when the hat came off after he fell down and came give him the uh the he punched him or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it was just it when was he had so short strange. hair when he came back the first time, it was weird. So bald yeah. is just like what? He, if you go back and watch that segment, every single person in the crowd was looking right at him when the hat fell off. Like you have Undertaker and Kane fighting triple h this is something that we have not seen in quite some time and quite frankly you're never gonna see again and and everybody's eyes were right on michaels like what look at his head (laughs) (laughs) i bet you that obviously they knew it was gonna happen i bet triple h was like just rip the fucking band-aid off man like there's nothing else you're gonna be able to do about it because he's been there too he did it so yeah yeah. but triple h isn't uh isn't balding though he doesn't No, but he went he went the buzz cut it was it looked weird when he did that too so yeah he's like looked different or looked weird but now i can't imagine him with any other look he looks normal with the grizzled beard too yeah it looks weirder when it's short yeah it's pretty great 
Um, any other topics that you wanted to bring up? Because I pretty much got out everything that I needed to say. Well, I, I was kind of thinking with the whole idea of the shows. Like, we talked about how there's so much stuff. And yeah. I kind of mentioned before. Oh, yes, we, were, we can come back around to that, sure. Yeah, we, we can kind of circle back. Because, like, they used to have the, with the brand split, sorry, roster extension, um, they had, had one show each in the off month. So you'd have a SmackDown show and a Raw show in September. And again in October. And then Survivor Series. And then December, they each had one. In January, Rumble. In February, they each had one. I was like, Jesus Christ, how many shows are you doing? When they combined them, they knocked a lot of those out. And they knocked even more out since. So it's pretty much one a month. And then the greatest Rumble happened. You're like, wait, that's like two weeks after Mania. What? I hate okay. that show. Okay. I hate that show so much. And, it fu- and, Again, we were talking about how the Saudi government is like... Yeah. It's like shaping and forming our wrestling. Like they ruined Rumble stats, you son of a bitch. Like Rumble stats are forever scarred because they're counting that Saudi greatest Royal Rumble. Ugh, yeah. I hate it. And and then they go along and we have Evolution added, which, okay, it's a women's show, which I talked about back at a, uh, the greatest Rumble. Like just do both. Do a women's only show to give them the chance because it's like, hey, you guys want to shine? Let's go. And they're doing that. But also, oh, look, Crown Jewel suddenly is going to be there as well. And it's like, well, what, why? Oh, Saudis. Oh, okay. So what's, we're Brock Lesnar's main eventing? Oh, what? What is going on? And there's literally like five shows in two months that are pay-per-view level shows. Yeah. So they went from scaling back to having a calculated calendar of 16 to literally a bloated sudden calendar of 20. Yeah. And it's like that, that, that's worse because... That's really just the Saudi and like the expanding out to these super shows that they make sense again from a business standpoint. You want, I want more stuff on the network like this, but it's weird to complain about it because when you watch them, they're, 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 I mean, they're kind of fun, but I was bored by the greatest Royal Rumble. I was bored. That was seven hours. I did not. Well, I just didn't like it. Like I watched the, the Cena, uh, Triple H match, which was just fucking weird. Like it wasn't even, it was a horrible match. Go back and watch it. Like the, the fans were giving them. Hogan and Rock reactions, but it was fucking boring. Like, and they were calling spots super loud. We talked about that. Osina was like, fucking just screaming, like, counter me! I'm like, what is happening? And then we realized, well, because it's a house show. They didn't put any of the proper mics that they deal with for TV in there because they were just half-assing it. It's like, that. also, it could be an issue of the fact that they've never run a show there. Maybe they couldn't bring certain things in or certain things didn't yeah. work or, you know, certain things didn't line up. But it's just like, I don't know, I'm getting sick of the Saudi government, and but yet I'm also like, they're giving us Shawn Michaels back. They could, the Saudi government could have single-handedly given us Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. And if that's the case, then I guess I will overlook all their war crimes. <laughs> what else to say? It is Mr. WrestleMania. Um, it, it's really interesting, because the shows, I love the unique weird shows that's been long established. But when they're kind of haphazard like this, it's like, yeah, but why, though? <laughs> yeah, they're doing there, it for no, as cheap as no... possible, which is weird with the Saudi shows. That You would think the Saudi shows, they're making more money on those than anything else in the company. More than WrestleMania, more than yep. everything. You think that they would put at least WrestleMania-level money into that. And it, granted, it looked better than a usual like special but it still just looked like a house show like and I, that's why i'm taking a wild guess my prediction is the next saudi show is going to look way more grand like it's going to oh, be yeah. big because i i think that this was all worked out pretty fast so the next one's going to look more like a wrestlemania it's going to be a big deal well, it's uh, got its own unique name too crown jewel like what is what is going on it's just called king of the don't, ring yeah don't fucking oh. imagine if they did like a sub wrestlemania they're like saudi mania <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh god. God damn it. So yeah, there's there's pluses and there's there's I think there's more negatives than positives. You know, getting a dream match is good, but I don't want the co- the company and the proc to suffer. And I just don't care about their storylines right now, and I don't think any of them make yeah. sense. Nothing well, really feels right. It all feels like it's bizarro booking and that they're just all over the place. Where they're at right now is they're doing all these different shows for all these different markets because they did like the Beast in the East special in Japan back when and they did the first Roadblock was in Toronto and different different things here and there. And it reminds me of the UFC. Um, they used to just do like pay-per-views. That was it. They were numbered. They're up to 230 now. Then they had fight nights. They do a TV special on Spike. They go around to smaller shows in, in the country. They go to Nebraska and things like that. And then they started doing them internationally and they put those on their Fight Pass online thing like the WWE Network. And now they just go all over the place, and it's almost like there's a UFC event of some kind every weekend. So they literally, like, they've talked about it, where they literally just have to fill events. And this is going to be interesting. They've gone to Madison Square Garden. It was their holy grail. They always wanted to go there. They finally got to go there. It was a massive, massive WrestleMania-ish kind of event. They, They went, they pulled out all the stops. It was loaded top to bottom. Did huge numbers. It was great. They went back again. Same thing. Knocked out of the park. Great numbers. They're going back again this year. They announced the main event like two weeks ago. It's for the vacant women's strawweight title between two people who have a total of 10 UFC fights. One of them, nobody's heard of. Jeez. They just have to fit. Like, no disrespect to either party, but they're not draws. You wouldn't go to Mania with a Kurt Hawkins yeah. in the lead spot. That's what they're doing. And that's, they just have to fill the card with a title fight. Here we go. That's where they're at. You WWE is kind of like that. They just gotta fill shows and have programming. Yeah. They have the money there. And they have to. They have to seize it any way they well, can. Pretty much. What should have been like Becky and Charlotte should have been like their feuds coming up here. Well, they literally already had Super Showdown booked with a rematch before the first match. Well, you know Charlotte's getting that belt back. Well, uh, no, the, not at the Saudi show, but at the uh, showdown. No, has to but be. then there's also Evolution, which is going to have probably have that too. It's yeah, like, literally, it should have been one pay-per-view, but we know literally three more is coming up. Yeah. And it's the same idea with AJ and Shinsuke. Now it's AJ and Joe. Well, Joe, the Joe, it's like, it's like stretching it out unnaturally. The the, the conclusion was the last point. pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell was it to me. Like, it, I think it they tried to... Match. Yeah, it wasn't. And it, but it felt, it felt like I was done with it. Like, I lost yeah. interest after that. Even though it was and a good match, I just stopped caring. But there's no time to build up another one, so they're literally telling us SmackDown stories during uh, pay-per-views. I so to the SmackDown. That's my problem with it. The so. SmackDown argument to the Joe and uh, and AJ feud because I did see SmackDown. That was I was so conflicted with that interview he gave. It, it felt like it like ran too long, and I felt like he I understood his point. He said, "I'm going to be with my family now because I'm going to be my the husband that they need now. But when we face at the show, I'm going to be a killer." He's like, "I'm going to I'm going to leave you there." He's like, "You're not coming home." But like the way he presented that uh, promo, eh, like it, it dragged on. It was a little too long. The somber tone was fine, but ah, it was just weird. And then Joe going in to intimidate his family. And they cut it when he rung the bell. That was fucking dumb. Like, the announcer is going ape shit. I was like, at least show his wife. You know what would have been awesome? Is if, and I know they don't want to do this because they're trying to be more family friendly and whatnot. But it would have been awesome if, like, she started yelling at him on the other side of the door. Like, get out of here, Joe. Like, you get out of here. Like, you son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And have him, like, like 
punch the window through or something, and then it cuts. You know, like make it mm-hmm. seem like it's something more. Yeah, like all oh, they did was ring the bell. Far. Now we're gonna cut it. Yeah, what, is, too, like, what yeah. is he gonna do? Rape his wife? I don't understand what they insinuated Joe was gonna do. He wasn't gonna beat him up. He wasn't gonna break the law. He rung the bell and intimidated his wife. He it's Samoa Joe. These guys know each other for like twenty years, and the AJ all of a sudden isn't gonna go like, oh well, I just didn't suspect that you were a rapist, Joe. <laughs> just I. I miss the days when people fought over a title because they wanted to be the champion. Joe made it personal to get in and said, I get and this, that. This Fair has enough. a place for that. But why is Joe like, oh, now AJ's like, oh, now I'm going to do it. It's the third match. It's what too late now. Yeah, it's way. This is something he should have done like before the first match or or if he got more vicious about it, the second, like before the second match because he lost. Yeah. So now he's trying to get in his head. Yeah, yeah. this just feels like. Like just Samoa Joe, Joe should just be like, I'm gonna take the title, and I know I can beat you. We have history. That's all these guys need. I'm tired of like Orton and, and Triple H had this back at Mania 25. I know it's 10 years ago, yeah. but I don't care. It, they shouldn't have been doing home invasions for a world title. No, they just mm. want the belt. Fuck. It can work. That. It can all work. You need. It can work depending on the person. So like, one thing I wanted to give some praise but to. But WWE is bad at it. <laughs> they are bad at it. It is true. Um, one of the things I wanted to give praise to before we wrap things up here, because I like to. I we're negative on a lot of this. I want to have a positive uh, yeah. couple of people that I praise. McIntyre is doing great things. Oh yeah. McIntyre looks like money. And granted, I have to give the, the booking credit on this. They tend to protect him. Like, even in tag matches, he doesn't really, like, get abused that much. He'll, he'll eat some finishers, but you don't see him, like, getting beat down too often. That's more Ziggler's role on the team. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that they're making him look good. Uh, Ziggler is doing great work, too, despite what they're giving him, which is not great stuff. Uh, but he himself, this is probably the most relevant Ziggler's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever. He, Except for Survivor weird. It still seems odd seeing... Yeah. Strowman, McIntyre, and yes. Ziggler. And that's where I stopped giving them credit because even though I think Ziggler and McIntyre have been done really well, uh, Braun has just been completely and utterly fucking trash. But we they, talked about that before. And that's they just ruined the way it is. Yeah, they ruined him. But I like the other, Becky. Becky still gets cheers. Becky is yeah. owning it and going with it, and they're kind of behind her now, and it's great. Yeah, and and it's, I hope that they stay Stone with Stone Cold it. Becky is amazing. She's just doing it despite it. And I think maybe Daniel Bryan said, no, just fucking do it anyway. Do it, do it your way. Yeah. And it works because it's actually working and they're trying to portray her as the bad guy. But she's getting cheers and smiling and acting like a face who doesn't give a fuck. It's and you awesome. know, you know, for a fact, like some people are going, oh, well, they know they screwed up. So now they're going with it, though, because it's working. And I, I know no. for a fact, based off of what gold does being a dick is. No, they're doing everything in their power to keep her a bad or make her a bad guy. Like everything yeah. in their because fu- they want Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania. And that's what they're dead set on. But uh, the last person I wanted to give uh, some credit to somebody who I shit on quite a bit. <laughs> so I want to give him credit where credit is due. Uh, Randy Orton is the most interesting he has been in years right yeah, now. Yeah, he reinvented himself. Oh, really, man. Really, really and, good. And I was telling Tom on one of our uh, uh, Twitch sessions, I was like, all it took was he did a gimmick that I never thought about. This is a fresh gimmick. He just does things that gross you the fuck out to his opponents. Yep. It's so – and not Tommy Dreamer vomiting. Like, you know, he on uh, Aiden English, he grabbed his finger and he put it into the turnbuckle post. There's a little opening where you use to actually, uh, you know, tighten and take down the ring. Uh, Mm. And so he put his finger in there, and it looked brutal while he was doing it. It looked so good. The Jeff Hardy screwdriver to the ear, so good. I hope that he keeps, you know, staying inventive with this. 
and keeps doing really, really, because it's it's getting over too. Like people people are reacting weird to it. Go back and watch when he fucked up. Uh, not Aiden English. It was um, Ty Dillinger. My bad. Same yeah, person yeah. probably. Uh, Ty Dillinger when he fucked him up, and then also Jeff Hardy. Like it wasn't like uh like holy shit it was like oh like nobody wants to like, look like people weren't thing. chanting holy shit because they're legitimately like oh god oh, i don't want to look yeah, oh. yeah it's like i don't want to see that remember when um orton first went heel no not first one but when he went heel against daniel bryan and people were like the, i remember the road dog and type were saying like but, but you wanted randy orton as a heel we're like yeah we wanted sadistic orton not chicken shit orton he's a yeah. pussy it's yeah. stupid this is the Orton we wanted. We wanted. We wanted Orton who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's not on pay-per-views. He's not in title matches. He doesn't care. He's yeah. going to just do stuff because he's like, I'm tired of it. I don't give a fuck. It's I just, great. I just like it's that he's different. he's like a Lesnar, basically. Like, he's he's actually yeah. a badass. Like, and I, I, I've always thought it's weird how WWE tends to prefer the chicken shit heel. Now, there's a place for that. Miz is one of the best chicken shit heels they have. He's great. Yep. Uh, he's just really good at it. But that doesn't mean that just because someone's a bad guy, they're a chicken shit. You know, like there there are just plenty like, of bad guys in the world that are yeah. beasts and never get just their comeuppance. Like, just because they're a good guy, they're an underdog. Like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns should not be an underdog ever. Oh, ever. No, he should be a badass. He always should yeah. be. His best reactions have always been when they pushed him like a badass. When One of my favorite bits was when he was interrupting the Rusev-Lana wedding thing and was like kicking stuff over and drinking the champagne. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, just have him be a prick. Because he's, he's a cocky guy. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's being a bad guy. He's just like, no, I'm going to eat your cake. Fuck off. Yeah. It's good. That works. That's inter- that's interesting. You know why? No one else is doing it. And he looks like he can get away with it. So this is why it's really, yeah. really strange that they decided the best route to get him cheered was to give him two of his friends to help him beat up people in an unfair advantage. Shh. It's just shh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it at a different time. But... Yeah, um, uh, overall, I'm down on the product. I really am. I am not keeping up with Raw and SmackDown as much as I normally did back in the day. Uh, I try to catch one a week if I can, but I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in what they're feeding me, and I know uh, the company and also you know a lot of the other smart fans uh, tend to tell me when I go on rants on Twitter, well, just, you know, you support the company, you support the company. It's like, well, it's, yeah, I always support the company. That doesn't mean that I'm going to support them while I hate what they're giving me. It's not, I'm not... I'm not a fucking sheep or a zombie. If I want them to yeah. go in a different direction, I want them to go in a different direction. You know, and it's not like NXT. We've talked about this before. It's not a situation where NXT gives me outcomes that I don't necessarily think I want. But at the end of the day, I go, that was awesome. And I don't care who wins. In WWE, they constantly aim to piss me off <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's like no, their NXT, goal. Almost every time we're talking predictions or recaps of NXT, it's like, well, who could win? Well, this is who I think would win, and this is who I want to win. But you know what? If this guy won, it would go down this path, and that makes sense too, because they built up either option, which makes it unpredictable, which makes you want to see it and get invested and see where's it going to go. When you can just walk in knowing where it's going to go, sure, there's a cliche. The good guy wins at Mania is the kind of the idea. That, that's not like it's a bad thing for being tried and true. But when you can literally know Brock and Roman is going to go somewhere four years out, and the only reason it didn't is because Saudi money showed up. Yeah, that's a problem. There, there is things when it's predictable, you're not invested. I don't care about that part of it. But when you see where it's going and you're not sure, and you legitimately think either makes sense. Maybe Aleister Black wins and retains to fight against Velveteen Dream in a rematch for their title. Or maybe this guy wins and goes against that for that side. Either version works. That's good. That's how you want it. You want it to be unpredictable, like a UFC event. You don't know what's going to win because it's legitimate. 
you, yeah. they, you, you have no idea. If they can manipulate you and make you think that's happening, that's the whole point. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, like you said, we'll probably have coverage of the Super Showdown and also what's the Saudi show called again? <laughs> uh, Crown Jewel. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know what, Matt? It's like you're down on the product, but you, not to stretch this out much longer, but we don't talk about other stuff often because we often ramble long and long oh, yeah. and long, but there's other things. Like you said, all in was doing his thing. New Japan. Yeah. Are you actually following other stuff? Uh, well, people are Beyond mad at new, that? people are or... mad at new Japan right now. Cause they, yeah. uh, they fucked uh, a big dream match up. I, they, apparently they're going to give it later. That was the whole point, but they fucked a dream match up by, well, one, they took uh juice is really juice Robinson, former uh, NXT guy. He, CJ Parker. Yeah. I mean, he's, oh, I loved his theme by the way. It was so good. It was like, whoa! <laughs> it was great. Um, but he was a very popular, uh, was it United States champion or like IC yep. equivalent champion, that kind of he thing? Was the, he was the U.S. champ, yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically he's like the, he's the middle card champ. And very popular. A lot of people love him. He seems to be growing in popularity. Uh, they had Cody Rhodes take the title off him. And yeah. so a lot of people weren't happy about that because they like Juice a lot. So it was, I think that people would have gotten over that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, things are going to happen. You know, people don't keep belts forever. But what no. happened that really set people off was they're already, they're already rubbed raw right now, okay? It's like it's equivalent to when Daniel Bryan uh, lost to Bray Wyatt at Royal Rumble years ago. People were like, ah, fuck. But then it's like, oh, well, he's going to come out in the Rumble and it's going to be better. And he never showed up. So they, they did that. They had Cody uh, come into that main event. And who was the main event against? Supposed to be again? Oh, God. It was Omega and... The other one, I get the number two babyface guy. Is it I, Okada or Ishii? I cannot remember for the life I, of me. I, I oh, no, Ibuki, maybe it was. I honestly forget. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but uh, I need to watch more. But basically, they put Cody into that matchup and they, they yeah. fucked over a dream match. It's going to be like in a couple of days. It's going to be a triple threat. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are upset about this. So, well, and like, because Cody, I get where he's going with his thing right now. It's kind of neat. I like it. It's like kind of like Austin Aries being the belt collector, but it's like belts that matter yeah. <laughs> in a way. So it's interesting to see him going around doing this thing and kind of being like the new guy doing that. But now he's going after the IWGP title with uh, Omega where their match wasn't great. And it's ruining a dream match because Omega's like, whatever, we'll do it anyway. It's like, no, that's... You're doing what WWE does. We don't really want that. Don't get that... Yeah, mm. I mean, so... Mm. This one's fixable to me because, again, I'm not really upset that, you know, Juice lost the belt. I'm not generally upset when most people do, and I like Cody. Cody Cody could make more money here. I mean, you, you can always say I don't know their product very well, but you can always have Juice just win it back. I mean, like, you can actually build up yeah. an actual storyline and stuff, especially if Juice uh, originally was supposed to be a heel. Uh, I've watched his promos, and he was definitely throwing F-bombs. I don't know if that's what they do in Japan, but he was definitely acting like yeah. an asshole. No, uh, but he I think, ended up getting over despite that. Yeah, yeah. And again, <laughs> another Becky Lynch thing, right? So, um, but so I can see, like, I'm not, I'm not mad about that. That's fine. I can see though, telling people you're going to give them a dream that. match and then taking it away. But you'll, you'll I, get it eventually. They're obviously building yeah. towards whatever that match is. No, I have more faith in them pulling off what they're trying here in that sense. And the dream match will come. Like January 4th is the big Tokyo Dome show. That's not far away. Like at this point last year, the Jericho Omega thing was was starting to hit. Like, we already knew at this point for that. So we're coming up on that shortly. So it would not surprise me after this triple threat, no matter what happens, that title match, main event, dream match, is set for that. Because it makes more sense to do it at WrestleMania than to do it at TLC. Yeah, Is exactly. the equivalent we're talking here. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say. Are you all good? 
I think we're all good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, anybody, should... anybody else? Anybody else? Oh wait, no one <laughs> yeah. else. We should be back to our normal time. Uh, probably about two weeks with at least Bomber back and hopefully a couple of these other guys. Uh, where can they find us all, Scott? Uh, well, they can find all of them wherever they are. We uh, have guiltypleasurecinema.com. That's mine. Cyclops Scott on YouTube and on Twitch. I do stream Sundays, usually just chatting about stuff, but also some movie-related things at 4 Eastern on Sundays. But I'm also on some of your stuff, which is getting rebooted. I'll plug those ones. Zion Mainframe Gaming will be coming back, and I'm also on Reckless Eating here and there with Canadian exclusives. And you can direct the details from that one and Chopper Radio itself. Yeah, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on what Spotify as well. Like, aren't we? We're basically yeah. on all that shit. So if yeah. you go on to the website though, uh, jobberradio.com. Yep. I never memorized exactly what it is, but jobberradio.com. Maybe I, sh- I should have done it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely failed uh, Jake on that last predictions thing. But I mean, come on now. I I had never remember. So uh, you can go on there though for all the details. If you want to join the Jobber Radio Prediction League. Uh, we have our own fantasy WWE booking league. It's not just WWE either. We do some of the other events as well, like TNA and New Japan. So if you do want to go check out all that shit, it's there. Uh, we're also on YouTube. If you prefer to have the convenience of YouTube over the other stuff, you can just find Jobber Radio on YouTube. And I, I'm part of Reckless Eating. And uh, that's it. Thank you so much for uh, sticking out with us. And uh, we're going to go ahead, and he's going to fly over here, and we're going to fuck. Yep, that's uh, coming up. You'll see it soon. Oh, it's up now. Oh, sweet. <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. Bye. <laughs> Guys, bye. <laughs> Guys, bye. <laughs>